This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. Let's join Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon, Ed. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Very well, thanks. And it is all about yesterday's hawkish remarks from Fed Chief Jay Powell, which uh, certainly prompted a bit of a stock market sell-off. The S&P, the Nasdaq all falling quite significantly. And the two-year Treasury yield rose to its highest level since 2007. Markets are a bit steadier today, but um, I guess most are still ruminating on what Jay Powell said yesterday and will say later today as well. Yes, yesterday was a shock and awe for markets. I think, you know, Fed Chair Powell, you know, signaled that the Fed is prepared to speed up rate hikes if needed. I think going into it, a lot of hedge funds were short treasuries. uh, And as you highlighted, we had some rather big moves. The two-year breaking above 5%, the yield curve inversion um, hitting the widest levels in 40 years or so. Uh, So so it was definitely a, a market that is now looking at the Fed. They're starting to doubt all the forward guidance. They're starting to think that uh, the Fed is is possibly going to take rates to 6%. There might be a policy mistake somewhere involved, and, and uh, it really unnerved a lot of investors. And, and now you're going to see that the Fed is going to remain data dependent. And uh, right now, a lot of the data is supporting the argument that disinflation trends are struggling. And uh, that's going to justify uh, the market pricing and more tightening. And, and right now, you're starting to see the uh, Fed fund futures are becoming a little bit more aggressive in pricing in a half point rate increase for the next policy meeting. So we'll see what happens with risk appetite. But right now, it seems there's been a major reset. It seems a lot of people that were in that soft landing camp are now thinking, uh-oh, we might have a recession. It might not be as mild as some people were anticipating. And, and uh, you know, there, there's uh, been a major um, reset in, in uh, people's uh, outlook as far as um, what will happen to the economy for the rest of the year. We've also had today some jobs data, a demand for U.S. workers falling modestly in January. Has that had any effect on the markets? I think um, minimal effect. But yes, I think it does support the narrative for more aggressive rate hikes. So the Fed is going to have to speed up these rate hikes. So when you take a look at their tightening path, it, it seemed that the Fed had a good plan. It seemed that you can argue that they were slow to deliver those first couple of rate hikes, but um, you know, after we had the four seventy-five um, basis point rate increases, the downshift to fifty. I think you know I, we were arguing that they could have kept it uh, at that half point pace at that last meeting in February. Now they're going to probably have to dial it up a little bit, and and I think that um, is taking away some of the effectiveness from this rate hiking campaign. And uh, I think you know the labor market. ADP, a lot of traders, they ignore it. Um, some people don't even cover it. Uh, but when you dive into the report, uh, I think there's there's lots of things that I took away from it. You, you know, we saw job losses in construction. That's going to support the housing market recession. That's going to support, hopefully, um, some of those shelter costs to come down in the, in the coming months. Um, I think professional and business services also saw some job losses. Leisure hospitality were once again strong, but not at the same type of uh, pace that we saw in in, in prior months. Um, when you take a look at small to medium uh, or small businesses, they, those were the ones that had the job loss, 61,000. So it's, it's, there are signs that yes, the economy is weakening. Um, and I think um, this is going to 
probably continue. But overall, labor market's still doing well. I mean, private payrolls um, for ADP were up 242,000. That's more than the 200 expected. And jolts, that was the key one, I think, for a lot of people. Even Fed Chair Powell said they're looking at job openings uh, still. I mean, we, we came down from the 11 million that we saw last month. Uh, so the January total was at 10.8 million jobs available higher than the forecast of 10.5. So this this is a labor market that's still strong, still hot, still supports more rate hikes, and that um, is going to keep those uh, Fed rate hike bets, I think, heading higher. In big contrast, though, uh, Ed, if you look at just north of where you are, well, north by quite a bit, to Canada, and the BOC has held interest rates steady for the first time since last March. Um, There are also uh, some voices here in the UK and in the ECB saying, you know, let's be a little bit more dovish about this and maybe not raise interest rates next time around. The contrast with what's happening in the US couldn't be greater. It seems that, you know, the Bank of Canada they're one of the more leading central banks when you take a look at their their board. And, and it seems that we did see the loonie, you know, fall to a fresh four month low after the, the Bank of Canada kept rates on hold again. Uh, and, but uh, I think, you know, this is everyone knows this is a conditional pause. Uh, Macklem is, is, is going to you know, still wait to see what happens with inflation. If inflation doesn't come down, they're they're going to, you know, strongly consider more rate hikes. So, I mean, everyone, you, I think you, you're probably going to see that um, economic developments um, are are starting to show, uh, I think, more weakness uh, for the Canadian economy. And I think this is this is probably um, a central bank that um, they're. They're 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 waiting to see what happens. I think a lot of what they do will depend on um, what happens with global risk appetite. And uh, I, I, th- I think for Canada, it seems that the risks of them resuming tightening um, those are clearly um, still on the table. And I think when you you consider uh, you know how the market's positioned, uh, you know the rate cuts really aren't even being considered until the December meeting. I think that's I think there's still this belief that you could get another quarter point maybe a half point and rate increases until then so so this this is a market that you know everyone's trying to bring down inflation and it, it appears that there might need to be a little bit more work done to to help do that so we'll see what central banks globally do but uh, this is a uh, definitely an environment that um you know short term it, it does seem like it, it did give a bid to the dollar i, I think I think, though, um, a lot of investors, they're, they're looking to see, well, you know, how will the FX trade unfold? And I think still there's strong optimism. You'll see uh, China um, really provide a boost for a lot of these commodity currencies. And, and I think Asia will outperform. Europe will come in second. And uh, I think the U.S. is, is, is going to, <laughs> is going to uh, finish last in that little uh, three-person um, race, let's say. Let's talk cryptocurrency now, uh, Ed. We haven't had a lot of news over the last few days, but there is talk of some technical traders eyeing a potential death cross. Yes, I think it's been, um, um, as far as uh, the news flow goes, um, it's been relatively quiet. Yes, you know, there's... You know, never-ending coverage of Silvergate Capital and uh, them working with FDIC officials. Uh, but uh, I think overall, it's been fairly quiet. We have heard some comments from Fed Chair Powell about crypto. And um, I, I think that, uh, y- y- you know, there's oversight 
concerns. There's central bank digital currency approvals that will take quite some time. Um, so nothing real of real substance to, to, to drive crypto markets. But um, you know, a lot of technical traders they're they're looking at um, you know a rather flat market and and also what's happened over with that weekly chart is that we have a potential death cross and and for a lot of technical traders they really like crypto because um it's very liquid it has also um because it's you know relatively new asset class it, it has performed fairly well when applying some basic technical analysis studies um, and the death cross uh, for a lot of people could suggest that you could see um, um, a resumption of selling pressure um, and and a lot of people they're you know they're looking at this consolidation we've had for the past month or so um, around the low 20,000 region and and there's you know fear as well what happens if we do have a global recession or a US-led recession that triggers a, a little flight to safety um, you know will that you know trigger some weakness in the crypto markets will uh, I think some technical traders are closely eyeing some of these you know recent low support levels and trying to see you know if we do break you know will there be some you know strong momentum behind that so I think I think crypto traders they're they're uh, you know closely uh, focused on the technicals right now and um, we'll look to see you know the does 21,000 hold and if if not um you know how how aggressive does the selling pressure get and how is this affecting some of the altcoins? I think a lot of traders, you know, when they take a look at what's happened in crypto, we've seen the global crypto market cap really kind of uh, hover around the one tr trillion mark. And I think there's uh, still a, a lot of people that, you know, for their long-term bets on crypto, their belief that this will change DeFi and, and the way we operate and making businesses more efficient, these blockchain protocols ethereum solana they're still kind of uh, how a lot of people want to have them their portfolios positioned uh, and um you know while we we've seen you know some of the the more i think uh, significant weakness hit bitcoin uh, it hasn't been as hard on ethereum uh, i think that's one of the key i think uh, wagers that um, a lot of people are are looking at ethereum and they're seeing if we do have further progress in some of the use case arguments, Ethereum will thrive. Um, Ethereum has had some setbacks uh, with their Shanghai update, um, but I, I think there's still, um, you know, optimism here that, uh, um, you know, you're going to see uh, more mainstream acceptance uh, throughout the next year or two, and and uh, that should help some of these other uh, coins like Cardano and Solana. And uh, I think that for for a lot of traders, though. You know that you know we've we've seen all coins really outperform to start the year, um, so there there are also, you could also make the argument though that there could be more profit taking that happens there. So uh, you know so like for instance Solana is now only up 93% year to date. So I mean it was up around 140. So um, we'll we'll look to see what happens. I think with risk appetite broadly, and uh, that that will probably um, definitely be a, one of the contributing catalysts for these altcoins. Excellent stuff. Ed, thanks very much for joining us today. We'll speak to you very soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.